This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. I'm being joined in the studio with the director of the Sioux Falls Outdoor Campus. It's David Parker. Hey, David, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Thanks for joining us for a little bit of your time this morning. And there's a whole bunch of fun stuff going on with the Outdoor Campus this summer. So let's get right to it. But first... Tell us a little bit about the outdoor campus for anyone who isn't familiar. You bet. So the outdoor campus is one of two education facilities that's part of the wildlife division of the South Dakota Game Fishing Park. So we also have a sister campus out in Rapid City. Uh, and what we do is we offer free programming to the public. Um, we offer if it's in the outdoors and you can do it outside, we have programming for it. So hunting, fishing, outdoor skills, environmental science, conservation, education, you name it. We've got classes for it. And again, it's all free. Um, just with registration online. So what are those programs that the outdoor campus offers throughout the year? Yeah, you bet. So we keep it seasonal. So since we're coming up on summer, we're looking at uh, a lot of shore fishing, mm -hmm. uh, kayak fishing. We're also getting into um, some outdoor cooking and outdoor survival classes. But um, in the winter, when it's nice and cool, uh, we do things like cross-country skiing and snowshoeing as well. We've got hunting in the fall and then uh, spring. It depends on the ice. We do ice fishing in the spring and the winter. Otherwise, we're doing shore fishing and and other things like that. What's a popular season for you at the outdoor campus? Oh, definitely the summer. Definitely yeah. the summer. Just because of the warmer weather and people just want to get outside, right? Yeah, warmer weather. People want to get outside. Kids are out of school. So we get a lot of families who come out in the summer and enjoy coming and taking classes. How many people would you say benefit from the outdoor campus? I know it's a very broad question, but a <laughs> rough estimate. Yeah, I'd say probably upwards of 19,000 folks take our classes in a oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's even a fun program this summer called Fishing with Your Friend. This is a part of a whole summer series with the outdoor campus. Tell us about it. What are the dates for these classes? Yeah, so we're doing, a, again, it's called Fishing with Your Friends. It's um, kind of a unique opportunity. We've never offered it before, um, but it will be on June 9th, July 7th, and August 4th. And so you'll have to sign up online for this, but you sign up and you do all three classes. Um, and it's just an opportunity to kind of walk through the process of um, being introduced to what fishing is, um, kind of learning some skills, and then we'll take you to um, a local fishery to go fishing, and then we'll bring you back to the campus and teach you how to clean and cook a fish. When someone wants to, say, sign up and participate in fishing with your friend, what will these classes be like? Yeah, so they're uh, roughly an hour and a half to two hours. Um, we've got them at nighttime just to be able to accommodate uh, families to be able to come out and enjoy it. But it'll be, um, so the first class is introduction. So they come and they learn how to fish. We'll teach you how to do knots. We'll teach you how to um, cast. Uh, and then the second class will take you to a local fishery to be able to go fishing. And then the last class, we'll do it back at the campus at our pond um, and let you go fishing. And once you catch it, we'll teach you how to clean it, fillet it, and then we'll take it in and actually cook it and you can eat it. Yeah. So are those the three goals that you intend to focus on for fishing with your friend or can you run down those goals if you haven't mentioned them? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, our goals again is just it's to get people 
interested in fishing. So with, uh, I know we always talk about COVID, but with COVID, we had a lot of interest with fishing. And then um, we want to be able to continue that synergy we've got with fishing and just getting people to enjoy kind of the local fisheries we have. Um, So um, kind of continuing to ride that wave of people getting outside and enjoying the outdoors. So since you brought up COVID, you're right, it is hard not to talk about it and saying how fishing was really um, something that people were really interested in during that time. So with this new program, was that kind of the idea behind it since you saw a lot of interest with fishing? Yeah, yeah. So again, with uh, COVID, everything shut down. So kids suddenly had a lot more time on their hands. Families had a lot more time on their hands. So um, we saw a huge bump in people wanting to get out and go fishing Um, with everything reopening. Um, you know, that's maybe not always the priority. So we want to give an opportunity to kind of revitalize that and get people, um, excited again about fishing. So we're, um, not only offering these classes, but if you take this class, um, we're also offering some giveaways with it. Oh, awesome. What are those giveaways? Yeah. So our goal is once you take the class, you can go out and just fish on your own. All you need to do is purchase a license. So we're hoping to give folks um, rods and reels, a tackle box, um, and then a fillet knife and a cutting board so they can go out and do the full process themselves. What does each student receive once they completed it? It's the fishing rod and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So everything that um, is included in that. So the rod, the reel, um, the cutting board, the fillet knife, um, and a tackle box. So kind of everything you need. There's also going to be a cookbook in there. So you've got some recipes as well. Yeah. So who can participate in fishing for your friend? Maybe it's a group of people that you have in mind. Maybe it's someone that has fished before and wants a little bit more of a teaching background or someone that's just fishing for the first time. Yeah, so we're looking for those folks who are new to fishing, so they've only done it a couple times or they've never done it before, uh, and they want to get into it and they want to be able to um, come out the other end and be able to do it on their own. So uh, we do have the uh, age cap as uh, 16 years and older, so you do have to be on a little bit on the older end, um, but we're hoping um, folks of all backgrounds will be interested in it, um, and we're hoping that it's uh, both families as well as um, adults. Oh, that's awesome. So there is a registration period for this, so when does it start and then where does it kind of go from there? Yeah, so registration is open uh, now until it fills. Uh, we've got about 20 spots, so it is a smaller class. Um, and yeah, registration will close probably June 9th or June 8th, so right before the class starts. Um, and if they just go to our website, they can um, get to the registration right there. And it's it's labeled under Learn to Fish, and it's labeled as Fishing with Your Friends, Sioux Falls. We're also running the program in Rapid City and Pier. Oh, that's awesome. So it's really expanding across the state then. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole statewide initiative. Oh, that's really that's really awesome, especially coming out of a couple difficult years and to bring a new program like that to the South Dakota area. It's, it's really awesome. So let's emphasize this fact, too, that this class, it is free, right? Yes. Yeah, it's free. Um, we're not charging the participants anything to take it. Uh, and they're walking away with all those freebies as well. No charge to them. Yeah. How is this class supported then? Yeah. So part of it's supported through um, Hunter and Angler dollars. Um, but we also received a grant um, to be able to run this program as well. So that's why some of those freebies are included is just um, we got a grant that gave us some money and we're going to 
do the best we can with that. There we go. It's David Parker. He is the director of the outdoor campus here in Sioux Falls. And David, just run down the dates for these series of classes, the registration information, and the website where people can go find more information. You bet. So the it's a three-part series on June 9th, July 7th, and August 4th. Uh, it'll be in the evenings. Uh, and registration's open now. And if you want to register, go out to uh, uh, the South Dakota Game Fishing Parks website, look at the outdoor campus, and you should be able to find registration there. And correct me if I'm wrong, you're a big fan of fishing too, right? Oh yeah, I love it. So so this is something that you're really going to immerse yourself in. Yeah, you bet. It's, it's, it's a great program and fishing is a great way to get you and your kids outside. Are you teaching it? I am not. No, my, my oh, uh, staff no. are teaching it. <laughs> oh, well, that's good still, because yeah. I was going to say, you could probably help me fish, because I still have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you can definitely join the program if you want. <laughs> All right, David, thank you so much for joining us a little bit today. Thanks for having me. joined by Allison Sinning. She is the Youth Development Manager and Girls on the Run Counselor Director for MB here in the Sioux Empire. Hi, Allison. Hi, everybody. Tell us a little bit about your organization. So MB is an organization whose mission is to empower women and families across the Sioux Empire here in Sioux Falls and across the state. So we have like a significant presence in our community. Mm -hmm. For example, in our youth development department, our Girls on Run season just started and we're impacting around 600 girls across the state. Mm-hmm. this spring. Um, and then, of course, we have a very large child care center that impacts, you know, hundreds of families within our city. Many people don't know that Dress for Success is an MB program. And so we have hundreds of women that come through to, for career counseling, to help with finding jobs and to find support for professional development. There's four pillars for MB. Can you run down those four pillars for us? Sure. The four pillars are um, we have the MB Educational Center, which is focused on our child care. Um, we have women's programming. So that includes Dress for Success or, and our women's leadership program. Um, and then Dress for Success also has a whole bunch of other exciting programs for to help women for, you know, from financial literacy to helping with professional and personal goals. There's a, a lot going on with our women's programming department. Um, then we also have youth development, which is our Girls on the Run program. We also run summer camps and First Lego League. And then our new pillar is family services, and that's where our aquatics department is kind of housed at the moment. So, I mean, our mission is to empower women and families. And of course, what we know a lot of what we do with our families is uh, offer childcare services mm-hmm. to to families in our community. Um, but we're looking to expand what other kind of programs we can also offer our families within our community. So for now, we are focused on our aquatics department, um, which we know we do swimming lessons. We have a, our pool has been downtown for many, many, many years. Uh, lots of good memories there. But uh, we're also looking to see um, how, how else we can serve families in our community in the future. Let's talk about the programs. You already hinted at Dress for Success. And I know Girls on the Run will get into that more a little sure. bit later. But let's really dive into Dress for Success and other programs that MB offers. Sure. Um, so at Dress for Success, um, most people know Dress for Success as the clothes, right? Yeah. You can go and donate your clothes um, and help women, you know, feel confident when they go to interviews with the proper proper 
clothing and yeah. outfits. Um, but it's just so much more than that. So it's, you know, we help women do career counseling. So figuring out like what their goals are professionally. Um, we help with resume building, interview prep. Um, and then there's also a ton of other great programs um, that they can go and meet with groups of their peers and talk about, you know, what are their, you know, once they get the job, what are their next steps? What are their next goals? Um we have done computer computer classes and financial literacy classes and just training so that they feel confident when they get to that 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 new job and that next step in their career. What do you think your favorite program is? Not that oh. this is gonna be a biased question. <laughs> I already know this, but what do you think your favorite program is? Well, I came to MB as the program coordinator for Girls on the Run, mm-hmm. so I that has always hold a very special place in my heart. Um, but I want to get more involved. You know, I, I, I work with the kid. I work with, you know, that, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth yeah. grade, middle school part um, group of kids in our community. And so I'm really looking forward to this year is getting more involved with Dresser Success and our women's programming. Because it's something that I don't professionally get involved in that much being part of the organization because I'm just in a different department. So, um Girls on the Run is, well, again, always special place <laughs> in my heart, but I think Dress for Success uh, is something I want to get more involved in personally. So, You know, this is a good transition <laughs> for a little get-to-know-you session. I, I want to know how you found your way to MB. Sure. So I grew up around the Sioux Falls area, mm-hmm. um, but I lived abroad for many, many years and had worked in West Africa with girls and women. Um, for about five years. And it was just kind of time to come home and spend time with my family and come back to my home community. And I was looking for an outlet and opportunity to continue to empower women and girls. So instantly found MB and they happened to have the right job uh, opening at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just knew that MB was like the leading organization to um, empower women and families and girls. And so this is how I I ended up at MB. Is that what really drew you? Just what they stand for and the mission of MB? Definitely. Yes. Yep. Any success stories that you can share about people who have benefited from this organization? Maybe it's someone from Girls on the Run and Mm -hmm. whether it's a coach that was helping out one of the girls or the girls saying, oh my gosh, I can do this. Anything like that. Yeah. So I... That's what I love about my job is I get to hear all these amazing stories from our girls and learn coaches, from parents about the impact that the program had on their girls. Um, I just recently, a couple of weeks ago, was at a coach training and one of my new coaches was like, I, you know, I always ask them, why did you come to Girls on the Run? Uh, why do you want to volunteer with this program? And she said she wasn't a parent herself, but she's like, um, my... I don't know if it was her niece or her friend's daughter had done the program. And she, before she started Girls on the Run, she had, uh, you know, issues with her body image. Um, She was a little bigger girl and she was really self-conscious about herself. And she said that she's like, Girls on the Run completely transformed her relationship, not only with herself and like empowering who who she really is, but also her relationship to physical activity. Um, So she, she's like, that girl, my niece, that friend of hers, daughter, is a completely different person after having been went through the 10 weeks of thinking about what her star power is and what makes her uniquely her. And that, you know, having people to support her for, you know, in her physical activity goals of running that 5K and running those laps. And now she's a girl that's like confident and excited and just 
though it's those stories that always make my job like I feel like I have the coolest job in the world. Would you say that's one of your favorite memories along with maybe a couple of other memories that you like to share? Oh, I mean, I the 5K is always a big deal every year. I mean, we do in Sioux Falls, we do two 5Ks a year, one in the spring and the fall at the end of our girls on the run Mm -hmm. seasons. And so seeing those girls like cross the finish line and for some of them, that's a a really big deal. And it's a really challenging thing to do. I mean, I've had girls that like have crossed the finish line like, oh, my gosh, that was so hard. (laughs) But I'm so proud. I'm so proud of myself for doing it. So 5K day is always like my favorite favorite day of the year always if you are just listening allison sinning she is the youth development manager and the girls on the run counselor director for mb here in the sioux empire now i believe you guys just celebrated your 100th anniversary and that's a huge accomplishment so can you tell us about you know the woman and the families that were facing that type of turmoil in 1921 you know when they didn't really have any rights or they really couldn't speak out for themselves yeah i you know reflecting on the 100 years of mb has been really interesting so i think back to you know 1921 was a real revolutionary time for women. I mean, the Voting Rights Act was just ratified within the Constitution in 1920. So it was really a time where, you know, women were were kind of finally seeing their potential in, in our community and that they have the power to, you know, change, to make change for their themselves, for their families and for the future. And so I think, you know, rolling into the next hundred years, we are also at this really interesting time in our society of, you know, the pandemic has been really challenging for families and for women. Um, it's redefined, uh, you know, how what we think of as work as well in terms of like, you know, lots of people working from home, you know, schools were closed, childcare facilities were, you know, it was it was just a really challenging time with the pandemic. So I think, you know, moving into the next hundred years, I mean, Envy is really poised to to continue to support women for the next steps, I think. So absolutely. If, if now, that made sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. Do you have let's say you're a director that you're the director of Envy, the CEO oh, in okay. the next couple of years. <laughs> Let's just put you in that mindset. Okay. What would you say your vision would be for the next century for MB? What do you envision it being? That's a really heavy question. I know. It's the toughest one. I think, it definitely it is. is. I mean, I think our overall goal is always to empower women to support, you know, to support each other. Um, to see their true potential and then to really bring up that next generation of girls to be leaders. And so um, I know we just have some re- a lot of really exciting programming coming, you know, down the pike in the future. Um, and we're really evaluating how we can make impacts in our community. So I think we'll continue to obviously do some of the things that we're doing because they're still after 100 years, they're still needed. And so, I mean, I hope in the next 100 years, like when we get 100 years later, that some of the things that we have have to offer, because, you know, these are the challenges of women and families in our community, we won't have to do them anymore um, because things have changed. Here's one of the programs that I alluded to that we were talking about. Now we're going to talk about it. The, the Girls on the Run yeah. program. Now, story time for everybody. I was a first-time coach 
this year for uh, Girls on the Run. And actually, one of my friends told me about it. She's like, you know, this looks fun. We should do it. And you and I are both runners. And I just said, okay, yeah, like, let's give this a try and see. And you know what? We loved it. We loved coaching those girls. And we loved our our little fall session there. And I know around uh, 200 coaches to volunteer at least are needed throughout the state. I know that the session is just getting underway for the spring. But let's talk about what it takes to be a coach for Girls on the Run and just that program in general. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, that is the, the real power of Girls on the Run is the combination of our, you know, research-based curriculum mm-hmm. and the one-on-one mentoring from our coaches for the girls. So that really makes the program really powerful for our participants. And so I think I get, there's always two questions I get about coaching. One, do I have to be a runner? Two, do I have to make it up? So that's no to the, no to both of those questions. Um, we have our coaches are some of them are hardcore runners, amazing, powerful athletes. Others are those who just are really passionate about empowering girls um, to be their you know their best selves. So we get community members who I mean, we have community members, we have teachers, we have parents, we have all sorts of a really unique. A group of women that come together and men. We also have, I've had dads, I've had a grandpa that has come to coach girls on the run as well. Um, so we're just looking for adults who want to inspire um, and motivate and, you know, help support girls in their girls on the run journey. And then we have the curriculum that's all put together for you to, to be successful. So I, I will admit when I first was starting out as a coach, I'm thinking, yes, I'm going to get them to run laps. I'm going to get them to do drills, but no, it's completely not that at all. There is running involved and there is some sort of a training aspect when it comes to running that 5k at the end of the 10 weeks, but it's a lot more than that. It really is about empowering these young girls and showing them yes i am awesome yes and so it's it's the power of that like it's the combination of that like talking about we talk about you know confidence building and teamwork and how to be a great friend and how to resolve conflicts with friends and it's that social emotional learning um things that the girls are are going through um, that are really powerful and then connecting them back, connecting them with fun games and running and, you know, physical activity to help, you know, really drive home that topic for them. I mean, they're third, fourth and fifth grade. So if you don't make it fun, they're not going to absorb it. So we want them to to have fun, be physically active, but also gain those skills to be confident and um, to solve problems in their lives. So what does it take to be a coach for girls on the run? The commitment is once a week. So the girls meet twice a week for 10 weeks. Um, So we just kicked off our our spring season that will last from the last March, April and May across the state. Mm -hmm. Um, But we will have another season in the fall, which will be September, October, November. So the girls, like I said, the girls meet twice a week, but we ask our coaches to commit to one one practice a week so they can make uh, connections with the girls and get to know them and the girls can get to know them as a coach and they can just form great relationships so what kind of lessons are we talking about here we talked about you know self-body image we talked about confidence is that all kind of intertwined with all these lessons like i think i'm, I'm trying to remember some lessons in my head actually yeah about um oh teamwork i think teamwork was one of those lessons that was discussed for girls on the run yeah so our curriculum is um broken into three different sections so the first like 
seven lessons or so or f- first couple of weeks we'll talk about self-confidence mm-hmm. so we'll talk about you know positive self-talk um, we'll look at emotions and like so recognizing emotions that we experience and then how we react to them how do we react to different emotions uh, we'll also talk about empathy as well um, during that time and then the middle part of our season is, ta- is focused on relationships with their peers so friendships with you know friendships how they resolve conflicts with friends how, why our words matter and so you know it's kind of it's a thing that we know when we the words that we say we can't take them back we can't put them back into our mouths mm-hmm. and so like how our words matter and have consequences um, they can even you know build people up or tear them down uh, we also talk a lot about, um, I said empathy, we talk about empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do do some like uh, conflict resolution. So giving girls actual tools that they can use when there is a conflict when they, you know, with their friends or with their peers and how they can, can work through that independently, which is really important. Um, and then at the last part of the season, we celebrate them. We celebrate all their great accomplishments and their strengths by doing a community service project. And also they run a practice 5K so they can get a little uh, idea of what 3.1 miles is before they get to the end of the season race. And so. it's not easy when you're in third, fourth, and fifth grade. That's for sure. No. I mean, we all remember, <laughs> yes. like, you know, our PE teacher saying we're going to run the mile in PE. And they're like, what? Um, but these girls run 3.1 miles and we, we you know, we help them throughout the season build up to that to that amount of running um and also we say you know it's okay if you have to walk a little bit i mean mm-hmm. it's uh it's your pace your race so um you know the girls can walk skip jump hop whatever they they feel comfortable doing as long as they're moving forward so why should anyone be a coach for girls on the run you, you know what would be your message to anyone that's thinking hey maybe this is something for me mm-hmm. I feel I hear all the time from my coaches how they have gained just as much from their program as they think the girls have. So, well, the lessons are, you know, geared towards third, fourth and fifth grade girls. I think they the topics are really good reminders to us as adults as well about, you know, having our own self-confidence, having our own, you know, I'm I have to fully admit that I struggle with negative self-talk. And so, like, when we get to that positive self-talk lesson, it's such great reminders of of things that, you know, we can work on in our lives as adults as well. Um, and you learn so much, so, so, so much from the girls, just from the things, you know, their perspectives and their opinions. Um, it's just a really fun way to get involved in your community and um, get involved with kids, especially if you're, you know, you're not a teacher, you're not somebody who works with kids on, you know, often. Um, I, yeah, come join us. Absolutely. If you are just listening, I'm being joined by Allison Sinning. She is the Youth Development Manager and the Girls on the Run Counselor Director for MB. Now, what are some other volunteer opportunities that MB has to offer? So we have, there's tons of ways to get involved in our organization. Um, we, for Dress for Success, we're always looking for career coaches. So those are women um, who will come in and talk through, you know, uh, professional goals and, uh, you know, what, you know, women who are seeking work are looking for in a job. Um, and so those 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 uh, coaches will do, you know, help with the build their resume, uh, help with interview practice. Um, and and job applications. We're also looking for volunteers to come with our to come help with our suitings. So that's when um, we're helping women find that you know that outfit to go to the interview and also the clothes that they may need when they get that job. Um, 
we are we also have a program for called First Lego League and this is another MV program that I think a lot of people don't know about. So this is uh housed within our youth development uh department as well as you know like girls on the run. Mm-hmm. Um so what it is all about is you the kids are going to get together as teams and they're going to program a Lego robot to run on these missions. So they learn how to program this robot and build this robot, but they also uh, will get a challenge. So every year there's a new challenge. And so this year, next academic year in 2020, 2022, 2023 yeah. <laughs> is going to be renewable energy. So kids will be looking to solve real world problems around renewable energy. Um, so they'll put together a project and um, and think through and do the research on that project and think about, you know, what they want to do. Like what, what how could they solve an issue or a challenge within re- the idea of or within the theme of renewable energy? Um, and then they also will do a presentation on, you know, teamwork and the core values of First Lego League um, and then teams to get together. Uh, it'll be next next March um, and do they'll compete against other teams. Um, and so they'll get to meet other kids that are also, you know, learning how to program these robots and thinking through uh, these different challenges around renewable energy. So we'll have come up with a whole bunch of really amazing projects around, around renewable energy and that problem. And so um, we're always looking for volunteers to support our kids to um, work through this program. And that will start in the fall. Um, and that's something we're really trying to build some new teams within the Sioux Falls school district, especially. So, What about that 5K coming up? We were talking about, too, how you always are looking for those volunteers mm. to help out during the 5K. Yes, I can't forget the 5K. So <laughs> um, we are doing our spring 5K on May 14th in Sioux Falls. Um, and so we're always looking for volunteers to come and support our girls, to help on the race route, to cheer them on, to help at the finish line, to give them medals and, you know, celebrate their accomplishment that they just did and hand out snacks. And so we have tons of volunteer opportunities at our 5K. Um, we'll also be doing some 5Ks across the state as well. So we'll be doing one in Mitchell, another one in Pier, and a 5K in the Black Hills as well for all those girls participating in those areas. So. All right, Allison Sending. Anything else you want to add just about MB and what this organization means to the Sioux Empire? So, you know, we just have so much going on. And I think if you're interested in getting involved, please visit our website, which is mb.org. So that's E-M-B-E.org. And just kind of go there and check us out. We have, you know, all sorts of things happening throughout the year. So we're always looking for new people to come and join us. Once again, Allison Sending, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.